Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo and on today's episode I'd like to sort of share with you some thoughts. It's actually related to an old song that warns of prison ships lying empty in the bay. It's a, if you're a supporter of Irish sports this song will be quite familiar with you but it actually serves as a precursor to the importance of incentives and how finance professionals can use them to our advantage uh, to change organisational behaviour of even unscrupulous people. So back to the story of prison ships. Uh, during the 18th century, when ship captains took on the responsibility for taking prisoners and convicts uh, from Ireland and England all the way to Australia and New Zealand, they were paid for every criminal loaded onto their ships, which, as you might guess, encouraged the ship's captains to pack their ships full of convicts. And so their health and uh, well-being wasn't really well looked after. And since the food that was meant for the prisoners was also transferred on board, during the eight, six-month journey, what the captains were doing, they were holding the food back and then selling that on arrival to the hungry Australians. So ultimately, if you were lucky enough to have survived the journey um, and reach Australia, you'd still have the privilege of finding yourself malnourished, diseased, uh, full of lice when the numbers came back in in terms of how many prisoners were surviving i think one ship was said to have lost up to a third of its prisoners because of the incentive system in place so imagine with our finance hats on like what incentive system would you recommend to solve the problem and improve the survival rate of the ship's passengers well i suppose the answer really depends on what behavior you'd like to encourage and in this instance the irish and english authorities modified their payment methods with the ship captains um, aiming to actually prevent loss of life but also improve the survival rates and what they did was instead of a one-off payment per prisoner who got on the boat what they ended up doing was holding back some of the payment and then paying it when the prisoner was successfully delivered on the other side and what was the impact of this new incentive system well Apparently with the first three ships sailing under the new approach, they only experienced two deaths out of 322 prisoners. So it actually ended up keeping mortality rates low and ensured that the prior gross negligence and abuses towards the prisoners were almost entirely limited. And I know it's not as extreme in our organizations, but we can see it every day in different parts of the value chain. You know, as much as it would be nice to think that people are motivated by duty, compassion, loyalty, to do the right thing, you know, there's still lots of instances where people will respond better to incentives and their own self-interest. Yeah, so, yeah, but what I, I want to point out though is I'm not saying that incentives need always be financial, um, as in the prison ship example. However, the point is that incentives are important in aligning the interests of all the parties in the value chain whether these be customers, suppliers, investors, employees, distributors, agents, governments and communities and so on. And if we properly align the incentives of the constituents in this overall picture, we greatly improve our ability to help our organisations to create value and succeed. So this isn't as straightforward as something um, you'd find in a textbook or economic theory like principal agent theory. You know, improving incentives requires an understanding of the right value drivers each part of the value chain and finding these can well unfortunately be a bit tricky and uh, subjective because what one person or group uh, values highly another group may not see that particularly in the same way 
So to be successful at incentive setting, the trick really is to answer the question, how can we make it more profitable for the other person, team, group, etc., to do what we would prefer them to do? You know, and in finance, we have a number of different strengths. Like we could leverage our broad view of an organization, our access to data and decision makers, um, our training, which allows us to translate activities, the value drivers and the financial outcomes and our perceived integrity and independence to try to help other parts of your organizations understand the unique elements of their operations so that we can determine how to best guide their attention towards most productive activity or even signal what's valued most while also applying our controllership skills to limit the impacts of any adverse unintended consequences when structuring such incentives. So whether it's us advising leaders to pay sales reps hard commissions on sales of, say, newer products or more profitable products, rather than those that simply sell the most volume or revenue, um, or whether it's not introducing a zero-based budgeting approach so that managers can call out their necessary business usual expense and call out uh, additional investments they may require, or even if it's just encouraging our organizations to comply with regulations to improve the perception of our businesses with uh, community groups or governments. You know, we've many strengths to help our organizations do this and create more value for them. And it doesn't mean that everyone needs an incentive to do the right thing every time, but proper incentives will ultimately result in both good and maybe not so good people doing the right thing more often than they would have otherwise. You know, and that's why we bring guest mentors onto the Strength in the Number show to share with you their stories at hard-won lessons around what incentives they've experienced that have worked or not, and how they've been able to break their stories down into ways that will benefit us and putting them into practice ourselves and helping our businesses, our clients, other departments create more value for their organizations. And before I leave, I wanna sort of touch on one more thing. You know, Now, even with good incentives, uh, well-intentioned and motivated people who are eager to succeed will still face challenges and understanding where and how to focus their time and effort. So next week I'll discuss some ways in finance we can help add value to them by providing better insights around what steps to take. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please let your friends and your colleagues know on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud. And if you go to our website, sitnshow.com, and in the search bar, enter the topic you're looking to uncover, You'll then find some perhaps timestamp show notes where it'll take you to the individual sections of all the guest mentors we've had on the show so far so you can accelerate their, your practical knowledge, particularly around incentives or any other area you're interested in, in finance and accounting. So until next time, take care of yourselves and keep on building our strength in the numbers.